Hello and welcome to Infinite Pixels. I'm your host Ryan, and this month I'm joined by Jordan. And each month we talk, we come together to talk about a video game we think is fun, important, or interesting. This month we're talking about Shovel Knight. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about Shovel Knight. So uh, yeah, fun, important, or interesting. I think this game's definitely fun. Um, I think it's definitely interesting, and I think maybe not genre-changing, industry-changing importance, but definitely has kind of some interesting notes about its development, right? I think it's an important, like, game in, like, the catalog of, like, indie games. If there's, like, a, uh, if, uh, I can't think of the word, uh, somebody was talking about, like, the, the, uh, the Bible or the, or the lore of something, remember on a podcast the other day, and mm. I, I would say this is, like, in the lore of, like, indie games. Sure, and, like, the grand story of indie games. Yeah, the canon, a... that's the word. The <laughs> canon of, of indie games. This is in the canon of indie games. Because this started as a Kickstarter game, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was kind of from a time when Kickstarter was a little less common. I mean, at the time when it got started, it was, this was when uh, the Kickstarter boom happened, mm. which was around... Like, 2012, I think, is when uh, when Double Fine did theirs, and then, like, In Exile and all these other companies started theirs, um, and uh, I think Shovel Knight did theirs around that time. Uh, and it was, I remember it being at least 2012 or 2013 at the latest. Yeah, and they, they uh, it was Yacht Club Games, which is a bunch of ex-Way Forward people. Way forward are the guys who did Shantae, um, and they also have done stuff like the Mummy Demastered and like other like eight bit kind of like throwback games. Um, and they did uh, a Kickstarter for seventy five thousand dollars, and they made uh, I have the number here thirty one thousand or three hundred eleven thousand. Five hundred and two dollars. I I, know, I remember Shovel Knight for some reason had a lot of buzz around it when the Kickstarter was going on. I don't know why. I think it was like one or two people involved with it were friends with one or two other people, and word just kind of spread. Do you have any memory of that or any like insight to that? No, because I didn't really like pay attention to it. I think at that point I was Kickstartered out. Um, I mm-hmm. funded uh, Broken Age, which is Double Fines. Uh, and I funded um, Wasteland 2, which is in, exa- in, in Exiles. Uh, and I funded some other ones like Auditorium uh, and uh, Dystopian, uh, Dysfunctional Systems. Uh, and both of those, the latter two that I've mentioned, got canceled. And that's when I started to get like, uh, maybe I shouldn't like fund these. Yeah, you never the know what's going to happen with, with the yeah. Kickstarter, yeah. And you funded the Anger Video Game movie as well. I did the movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, there were, yeah, that was a time uh, right after I got out of high school where I was making a little bit of money, um, and I was like, oh yeah, shit, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and I'll spend money on this. Yeah, and that's it's a new exciting thing too. Like it, at that time, it was cool to be like, oh, this game looks awesome, and I can just directly contribute to the people making it if I want to. Yeah. So it's, it was kind of novel at the time, but now it's it's very common to do a Kickstarter. Well, now it's not even... Com- I, I would say it's less common in the video game space. You don't hear about it ever. The last people, I think, to really do a Kickstarter that were of note were uh, Double Fine with Psychonauts 2, and they did on Fig. Uh, and I don't remember if there's really been anybody since then, just because... It kind of died down. Like you would, get, you got stuff like Mighty Number no. Nine, yeah, which was like not very good, and like Double Fine, as you saw with like Psychonauts Two, it took like what five years to come out, six years to come out. I don't know, five years. It was twenty sixteen, so yeah. yeah, it would be it'd be five years because uh, it came out in twenty twenty one. So yeah, I think people eventually just got like, uh, th- this might not be the best idea to do it. Well, I think that games like... Uh, I, don't, I think as far as I can see, Psychonauts 2 looks like a good game. Haven't played it, but long development cycle would probably make people a little wary or a little, like, you know, uh, pessimistic about Kickstarter stuff. And then something like Mighty Number no. 9, people just called that a straight-up scam. Like, people called that game trash. People hated that game. I don't... I mean... 
I think the problem is when you start out from a game, and, and you can see this if you watch like the Double Fine documentary, for instance, you start out making game, and you're like, we have all these ideas, and we want to put these ideas in here. Yeah. And, and you kind of learn as you go. Everything changes as you work on a project. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that from experience. I know that from experience. And, um, and nowadays, Kickstarter's really used a lot of board games do it. Even, like, uh, like music CDs or, like, just, like, inventions that people will come up with or businesses that people will come up with. That they're already like, I have the idea. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with board money. games, they're just like, we already, we've already made the concept. We know how, we know the rule set. We know all this. We need money to just fund the actual production of the board game itself, like the materials. Yeah. So. And, and you know, um, tools to make video games, I think, have gotten a lot more accessible, too, since Shovel Knight came out. I think, uh, I mean, maybe it's just that I've become more aware of them, but I remember... Uh, in like 2012, 2013, I, I didn't know any software that was video game software or any way to develop a game. But now um, there's multiple different ways to like there's game creation software that's available for free. There's game creation software. There's like entire guides on how to make a game on your own. So Kickstarter, I think, um, is less needed for someone who just wants to make one game on their own with limited resources or whatever but now there's so many we've talked about this over and over and over again on the show about hey uh back in the 360 era there wasn't a marketplace and now there just is and also at the same time like uh the infrastructure of like the ps3 especially um and 360 to a lesser extent where we're not conducive to making games and publishing on those systems was way more difficult than it is now there's now i mean how many games do you see on switch when you go log into the store you're just like oh my god this is insane and same thing with ps4 Mm -hmm. you know yeah it's interesting it's just become much different it's become a different landscape for distributing games or uh, making a smaller game and getting in the hands of people yeah um and shovel knight i think for three hundred thousand dollars, I'm not sure. That's probably pretty low for. It, it. seems pretty low because the, um, I think that was like about as much as Double Fine was asking for Broken Age, and they got like four million or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah, million. and then like in exile, in exile asked for a million for Wasteland Two, wow. like that was their minimum. Damn. And they were like, "Well, uh, we can contribute X amount, but we need a million. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and Shovel Knight, I don't think, had a particularly... I think it had... Like you mentioned, um, Psychonauts 2 had like a five-year development cycle once they had their um, fundraiser. Uh, Shovel Knight, I remember the Kickstarter being like 2013, 2012. And I think it came out in... It came out in 2014, yeah. The Kickstarter went up on March 17th, 2013. Oh, wow. Uh, So... And the game came out on... July, June 26th, 2014. Wow. So a little over a year before the game was published. Yeah. That's crazy. But, uh, you know, Shovel Knight is not a uh, super complicated game. I mean, it is. But it's not It's not a 3D platformer like Psychonauts. And it's not like a, a giant, long RPG like Wasteland 2. Yeah, so. it's it's the gameplay is layered enough, but the aesthetics, the graphics, um, the systems are pretty straightforward. Yeah, and especially you know an eight bit, the art in this in this game is great, but an eight bit aesthetic on a two D plane is much easier to develop and fine tune, I'd imagine, than a three D platformer like Psychonauts or even um, a first person shooter or something to that effect. So, um, and speaking of the graphics, I love. Uh, the look of this game, it's emulating, uh, you know, a Nintendo uh, Entertainment System era, 8-bit era kind of aesthetic. Um, and I, as far as I know, the game is using colors that were only available on no. the original Nintendo. No, is that not at all. No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, it's, it's using color, a lot of colors that are not used on the Nintendo. Oh, okay. Um... And it, uh, and it uses... Did you watch the video that you 
sent me. The yeah. Ones that you, all the, all the yeah. you shared like uh, Game Maker's Toolkit videos with me, and mm-hmm. uh, the guy was like, oh, this guy, this game cheats a lot. Like, yeah. the, like parallax scrolling doesn't exist mm-hmm. in the NES, and like, uh, and these colors don't exist. Uh, the ability to like do sound and music at the same time doesn't exist, you know. There's no graphical glitches, which there are, but they there's, like, they're in, they're intentional. They're intentional, yeah. Glitches, yeah, yeah. That's no, that shovel knight really uh, captures that that game maker's toolkit video that you were that you mentioned was talking about how shovel knight captures that era of gaming, like aesthetically. That's what you think an NES game looks like? Yes, exactly. Even though it cheats, even though it uh, does different things with audio and visual. Um, it feels like an NES game. And yes. I, I hate to say something feels like something because it's so like abstract. It's hard to like, it, it's not like a real, you can say anything feels like anything, you know? Um, but Shovel Knight is going for an 8-bit aesthetic and I think it nails it really well. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know how they figured it out. It would be really hard to like build this game from scratch, but um, it's so clearly like a loving send up to all those games, you know, all that era of games, that generation of games. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's nice. cool. Yeah. And you know, uh, you and I didn't grow up like in no. that generation. We played those games way after the fact. Uh, I mean, I had a, my grandpa had a NES when I grew up, but I, I didn't, he lived, you know, my grandparents lived in Wisconsin. That set of grandparents was in Wisconsin. So they were like four and a half, five hours away from me. It's not like I could drive down there and be like, okay, I'm going to go play Duck Hunt. Yeah. And even when you were, it's like uh, you're visiting your grandparents. You're not going to spend the whole weekend playing NES. Well, I was sent to that grandparents uh, a lot. Like, my mom would be like, I got to do training. Mm. And she'd leave for like two weeks, and she'd be like, you got to go to your grandparents. And you'd play NES? I would play a lot of video games there. Actually, I'm actually jealous. My first console that I remember is uh, Super Nintendo, because my older cousins had it. I did not play a lot of NES. Uh, I played a lot of 360 and Wii and GameCube and stuff, because I would bring my stuff. Yeah. Uh, But that's that's beside the shovel point. I'm going to take that again. That was awful. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Uh, You can leave it in if you want. Fuck it. Uh, but yeah, back back to Shovel Knight. I like the aesthetic that this game is going for, and I think a lot of games go for the retro aesthetic. I think what sets Shovel Knight apart is the uh, character designs are like original and they're very charming. Um, it's not trying to be Castlevania. It's not trying to like visually. It's not trying to be Mario. It uh, a night game where all the knights look cartoony and have kind of exaggerated proportions, I think is not something that's very common in the NES mm-hmm. library. So doing like a cartoon character first and then converting them into eight bit visuals, I think it was a really good choice and it helped Shovel Knight have its own style while also homaging uh, the eight bit style. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a favorite character design of all the, all the characters in the game? Um, I don't know. I, I like, uh, uh, I like, eh, I mean, I, I, I like, I, I like Enchantress, I like Shield Knight, but yeah. I'm, I'm not like, I'm not a, I, I don't love all the, all the, I like Polar Knight, I guess. Polar Knight's fun because he's got the shovel. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not like, I, I don't love this game. Sure. I don't hate it. I'm, uh, if you can't yeah. tell, or I'm not like I, I I'm not like this game fucking sucks. It's <laughs> you not have like to Don- love every game we play. It's not like Donkey Kong Country. Well, we I didn't love Quiet Man, <laughs> um, uh, but it's not like Donkey Kong Country. I'm like this game is fucking dumb. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever. You're just like it's a game. I'm like it, it's especially not for me because I didn't grow up with these kind of games. Uh, and really the only game that I like that this pays homage to is like Castlevania. Mm. I, I wasn't a big, I'm not a big fan of Mega Man fan. Uh, I, I, I think I have DuckTales and I don't really like it that much. The NES DuckTales is, it's, it's, it's a little overrated. Like it's, it's good, but it's not like amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I think the cane hop is, um, a really fun mechanic and I, it's ba- shovel knight is basically like let's do the cane hop 
but build a whole game around it. Uh, and that's fun to me. I love hopping around to Shovel Knight. Yeah. Uh, I, I like a lot of the, uh, a lot of aspects of this game. Um, but I, when I go and play video games, this is not the kind of game that I want to play. Mm. So I think like when I was playing this, I was just like, eh, this is fine. What keeps you from getting more into it? Um, I'm just, I'm more of a story heavy guy. I'm more of like a exploring a world and like experiencing a world. I've over time, I've just gotten less and less into 2d platformers. I think I was into those around like high school because there were like, you could pick and choose which ones there were. There were like stuff like explosion man. Mm. There was stuff like explosion man. I don't know what the plural would that be. Anyway, <laughs> grammar's hard. I don't think I like playing those games a lot now because uh, I just have the time and the money to spend on stuff that I like want to just dive into and be like, oh yeah, like this is fucking cool. Like I, I don't play like a lot of two D games anymore. Um, I don't play like a lot of platformers. I don't play a lot of like stuff that is like homaging stuff like mm -hmm. I, I don't know i feel like i was doing a lot of that with like castle crashers and explosion man and, and like even stuff like bastion back in the day but now i just i play like uh, a lot of really long rpgs or just story-based uh Sh action it's games a little, a little bit lighter fare than you normally like yeah i i so that's yeah. not any fault of the game. Like that's just the kind of game that it is. But I'm yeah. like I'm. That's not the kind of stuff that I'm nostalgic for. Like I think I, I'm. Like I'm more nostalgic for like the GameCube was like my first like console. Like I had like a, a Game Boy Advance and a Game Boy, but the GameCube was like my first uh, hook up to a TV console, mm -hmm. and uh, the first like game that I really fell in love with on there was uh, Wind Waker. Uh, and like Star Fox Adventures, yeah. And so I feel like I'm like trying to capture like that whenever I get into games. I'm just like, oh yeah, I love exploring. I love just like seeing what's around the corner. And this game is just like, uh, jump around and yeah. and then uh, fight some guys. Yeah, and it's, it's fine. It's, it's a different like exploration feel uh, of those games, Wind Waker, Star Fox Adventures versus Shovel Knight, where it's more of an uh, adventure feel. It's, it's more about, like, you're going on a quest and you're going to... Uh, we want to make you feel like you're doing this invigorating thing in this fun world as opposed to Wind Waker or Star Fox Adventures or games like that where it's like, you're the hero, you're the underdog, and you have to overcome this big uh, challenge. Yeah, Star Fox, the story hero is an underdog <laughs> on Dinosaur Planet. Yeah, I actually love Star Fox Adventures. I like that game a lot and I wish people would not should have it as yeah, much. They should have it because it's not a Star Fox It's not game. a ship game, but... Yeah. I, I even like the ship. The ship se segments are too short, but I yeah. like playing those. Like they're. Fun I mean, that's segments. what everybody wanted. They're like, yeah. just do this, the do this, but make it long. And then they did it with command, and people were like, "This fucking sucks." <laughs> it was such a bad choice to change Dinosaur Planet to be Star Fox Adventures. That was such a bad yeah. decision. We're not talking about Star. Fox yeah, Fox we'll talk about that another time. I I love. Um, you know, you mentioned like this is not the kind of game that you particularly like get super into. Uh, for me personally playing it, I love, like, cartoony aesthetics. I really like, um, like, we played um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's mm -hmm. Revenge earlier this year. Another retro throwback game yeah. that had a very similar, obviously it was adapting the Ninja Turtles cartoon into, like, a 16-bit era style. Um, and I love that. I love seeing cartoony stuff in a uh, old-time graphics. And... Shovel Knight was just, like, bursting with that. Like, there, there's a lot of personality with this game that I, I really, really like. Yeah, and I love cartoons as well, um, and I love playing, like, cartoons, um, but I, I just, I, I'm not nostalgic for the NES, I don't sure. think at all. Yeah. Um, I love Gunsmoke on the NES, I love uh, Castlevania, um, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. I think this game did take off with people who were not our gener people who were our generation and younger who didn't like grow up with the NES but I think when Shovel Knight came out retro games from the NES era were like 
really big for some reason. It was like a resurgence in popularity of those kinds of games. Well, you sent you sent me like the Game Grumps playing it yeah. with John and Aaron, mm-hmm. um, and I know Dan played it with them eventually, or played it with him, or with Aaron eventually. Them, <laughs> John's not on <laughs> Game Grumps. Anymore. Played it with all seventeen Game Grumps. People, yeah. yeah. Um, but he, uh, you sent that to me, and it's like, oh yeah, like this is a game that they were like into because mm-hmm. you know this really plays well to that generation it works well for like a let's play yeah. and um i think you're right like the, the games probably had a resurgence probably because of the let's play at that time yeah probably so it was kind of like internet culture i guess you could call it was uh sort of rife with people who were starting to look more critically at games of that era and even stuff like the angry video game nerd i think was it basically that generation that grew up with nes games was now old enough to make things that they could then upload to the internet or have discourse on the internet and so they grew up with those games so they were talking about them a lot so there was a lot of crossover with uh people like us and younger who were like oh these are really cool. I've like, never seen Shatterhand. Yeah, or people, like even me growing up, I remember a smattering of times like an NES being in the room or seeing it at someone's house or whatever. So it's like, oh yeah, I kind of remember this game. Or like, I, I remember watching someone play Mario 3 at one point and now there's like 16 different video essays about Mario 3 coming out. Why don't I watch these? Um, so Shovel Knight was kind of an interesting like right place, right time uh, kind of game to, to find the success that it did. And I think it was really successful. I think it still is really successful. Yeah, they got two spinoffs. Yeah. Did you ever play the spinoffs? No. I, I played Shovel Knight. I, I bought it. And then I played just the regular campaign. I was like, that was fine. Yeah. And then they are like, oh, are you going to play like the, the four other... Was it three? Three other campaigns. Yeah. Uh, and I was like... I'll play them, and then I never did. <laughs> I, I dipped into one of them. I dipped into Plague Knight a little bit, and uh, I found out a lot of people didn't like Plague Knight because the control is very different. It, yeah. it actually, you mentioned Splosion Man. Plague Knight plays has a control mechanic like Splosion Man, where you can explode Plague Knight and propel him through the air like a super jump. And it's a little, after playing through Shovel Knight proper, it's a little counterintuitive to then pick up Plague Knight and it's it's like a totally different pace of game and it's kind of yeah. off-putting. Um, so I, but I didn't get a chance to play Spectre Knight or King Knight and I'm sure I'll play those eventually. Um, but yeah, there's there was those spinoffs and then Shovel Knight Dig, which I don't know anything there about. There was the, the one on mobile and then there was Dig. What's the... I don't remember what the there one was. It was like a... It was like Pocket Hero or some Treasure tre- treasure yeah. Dig or something. Something like uh, that. And it was a mobile game that came out. Um, but I never played any of them. And I uh, I think Dig was a roguelike. And the one on mobile was just like a mobile game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I... I Shovel Knight Dig didn't look particularly interesting. Pocket me. Dungeon is what it was. Pocket Dungeon. And Shovel Knight himself has been in he was in Ukulele. Um he's the the fact this game was so successful that the ports of it to consoles had like Easter egg fights where you could fight Kratos on the PlayStation version and then you could fight Battletoads on the Xbox version. I didn't even remember that they were that, that was in there because I don't I have the PlayStation version, and I don't think I've ever fought Kratos. I think it's actually kind of hard to find. Like, I think it's off the beaten path. Like, you it, you have to go down a secret way in a level, and then it opens up a path in the map, and then you go that way, I think. Yeah, this but, is about how much I, like, like the game. Is <laughs> I, I was like, ah, I don't need to go after all these secrets. And there's a lot of secrets and, like, extra yeah. shit to do in this. Yeah, well, I mean, just so the gameplay, I, I think, is really fun. Like, uh, you mentioned it's not particularly deep it's not an rpg but i think if you're playing a 2d side scroller what you want is easy to learn difficult to master gameplay and i think shovel knight has a great learning curve the first couple levels are really uh well paced and then the farther you go i think the challenge gets harder and harder and that's that's it's like perfect in shovel knight it's really really good 
Um, but like I, when I play, I'm shovel hopping on everything. Is that how you play? Yeah, yeah. I don't really use his dig attack that much. Well, his dig attack is really short range, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it has like a pause in between it, kind of like barely. Um, and I was like, eh, I don't like this that much. There were some times where I could combo it after like uh, hopping on an enemy, but really, there you have another move that's you uh, we've hinted at before that you jump on your shovel and you just like press down and then shovel knight bounces off of an enemy's head and gets like a bunch of air yeah it's like a pogo yeah uh and i that's like the game for me same yeah Yeah. there's an upgrade you can get later where shovel knight's dig attack um if you keep holding the button he holds his shovel and you can move around for a second and uh, it's more like a sword slash. That I honestly used more than the dig. It I forgot that I even had that. <laughs> yeah, that's it, dude. And we, I said this in my notes. Like, what did you? How did you feel about the upgrades? Because I think they're cool. I think they're useful. They're fun, but they're not like once you know what it does. I feel as though people are just going to pick their favorites. They're not going to yeah. use them interchangeably. You know, there's armors that you can. There are armors that you can get uh, that can do like, oh, it makes it so that uh, shovel knight gathers loot in a level. Like he'll pick up like jewels, yeah. and coins and whatever, like Luigi's Mansion, uh, and you can spend them uh, at like a shop, or you can just collect them and and hoard them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can uh, get a set of armor that makes it so that. When you die, normally when you die, you lose all your loot, uh, or you lose a certain amount of loot, and it comes up uh, out of your character like money bags, yeah. and you can go and pick up your loot uh, to recover it, and you can get a set of armor that makes it that you you uh, drop half as much of that. Uh, you can get like armor that makes that you. Um, uh, I think it's that you take less damage but it's you have like a higher momentum yeah something something like that something Uh, with movement i didn't even use it because i was like eh i don't want you to fuck with my with my movement because movements in this game is harder hard as it is yeah um and there's a few different other armors uh i just i didn't pick them up uh and then there are the upgrades that you're talking about there's one that like lets you uh there's like piles of dirt on the ground and you can dig out of them to like get jewels and there might be enemies underneath of them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that like, there's an upgrade to dig uh, those up right away. There's an upgrade, like you said, to get like the, the sword slash. And then there's one other one that I can't remember. Uh, I think there's one that involves your pogo hop where you, it's like you can hop off the ground or something. No, I don't think that's it, but it's, there's one other one. Uh, my favorite armor upgrade was the most expensive armor which is solid gold armor <laughs> yeah which sparkles and it makes makes it when you jump you do a, a cute little flip and before you buy the armor the description for it is uh it's expensive and it looks great but it changes nothing <laughs> so uh that's fun uh that was a fun plan the trope of like the expensive armor at the end of the game yeah uh, i looked it up the or the other upgrade that you can get is when you're at full health uh if you dig at the ground, oh, right. you send up a spark. It's it's the beam from Zelda. Yeah, which is fun. You yeah. know, fun little homage. This game is full of them. There are items you can get that are called relics that are like new weapons, basically. Like yeah. new ways to play. Um, even those, they're classic platformer uh, level gimmicks or like section gimmicks where it's like, okay, I gotta pull out the gauntlets and punch through the sand at this section or I gotta... Uh, pull out the little gear that lets me ride on spikes and get through this area or whatever. Yeah, some of them are like weapons and some of them are like platforming things uh, and some of them are the two combined like the gear that allows you to uh, ride on the spikes and the mole mitts uh, will uh, are both like platforming things but then they have like the anchor which is just the axe from Castlevania 1 Yeah, uh, and then like the fireball which is basically the dagger Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything like the holy water. Uh, you can, uh, no, nothing like the holy or like water. cross. I don't know. No, there's no cross type boomerang thing to my knowledge. And you have instead of hearts, you have like magic, 
Yeah. So there, there is a magic potion you can get that makes you invincible for a short amount of time. Yeah, you can talk to the Trapel King, yeah. who's a <laughs> he's a he's a apple and a trout. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and you can talk to like the the Trapel. Uh, what is he, the Trapel, like, patron or so, whatever? I think. Uh, and uh, he'll give you a chalice, and then you can go to the Trapel pond and uh, spend money to get an offering from the Trapel king. That will get you, like, a, a little upgrade. Or you can fish up Trapel, uh, little Trapel, I don't know what a baby uh, fish is. Like Trapel guppies? Yeah, uh, and they will um, give you, like, a free use of the ichor. For free. Yeah. And for free. Why did I say that twice? Anyway, go on. <laughs> a free use of the Icar for free. Yeah. I love the... The Trapple's a great example of what this game kind of is. It's a nice little microcosm of the game's personality. Because it's it's a silly character design, and it's a silly concept. Uh-huh. And when you go to the Trapple and ask for, like, a drink of the, um, you know... Icar. Icar, thank you. Before you get the upgrade or whatever... The Trapple will do a big show and it's a big dance and uh-huh. he just spits one little drop right into your chalice. So it's it's very charming. It's very cute. It's very funny. Uh, and it, that's that's the game. Like they don't they go out of their way to show you their personality, to mm-hmm. show you their sense of humor. And I think that's what sets Shovel Knight apart from other retro style games, um, e- even of games of its time. Like there's not a whole lot of intentionally funny NES games. Like, if, yeah. there, if there's even any, you know. Like, I, I don't think there's any NES game that tells a joke that's meant to be a joke. You know what I mean? Oh, there's uh, there's Nightshade. But that's not intentionally funny. Is it? That's just objectively funny. Is it not intentionally funny? Are there jokes in Nightshade? Did you not watch the John Tron episode? Yeah, but that's not, like... I, the game designers weren't like, this will be funny if we do this. I don't think, mm. right? I'll need a refresh. There, there's the one joke that they have where they're like, you try to use this item, and it didn't work. Uh, or they're like, oh, it worked. It works works spectacularly. Actually, it didn't fuck you, basically. Oh, yeah. Is what they right. told him. Yeah, that is a joke. That I is guess. a joke, yeah. We could play Nightshade on this podcast. I think that's on the Switch library. <laughs> Jordan is making a face. Uh, did you get a chance to watch What If Shovel Knight Had Lyrics? Uh, yeah, I watched uh, about five seconds with it. Uh, it's a Brentel Floss video. Kids don't know who Brentel Floss is because he's a fucking hack at this he's, point. He's basically our generation's Hans Zimmer or John Williams. <laughs> but go on. He... he... <laughs> uh, he would do videos uh, where he would put lyrics to... Uh, stuff that didn't have lyrics. Uh, and I watched about five seconds where he's like, he's Shovel. And I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, he, shovel I think he, I think he says, uh, I think he's like, and he doesn't take sh-. And I was like, I'm done. He, he, does, like, he, he says he doesn't take anybody shite. Because it rhymes with night. Yeah, and I, I, I don't, I didn't even hear what he said. because, And, and I was like, I know what he's going to say, I'm done. It's so, like, of its time, that video. I was so done as soon as now all all of youtube is like drama video well i don't even know what popular youtube is because my youtube is is very catered to my to my needs Mm -hmm. uh i don't know what people are watching that's like the the youtube drama as people in their bedrooms being like uh all right uh this guy said this thing pranking my wife the completionist thinks that i cheated on her prank or yeah or uh people People recounting Twitter threads that led to drama, yeah. Yeah. Or it's just AI voices reading AI scripts about AI generated. New content. AI president's Mass Effect video just came out. That's <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, the Brental Floss thing is so early 20 teens YouTube. Uh, I spent like the gaming sphere of YouTube at that time where it was just like talking about a video game to any capacity will get you some kind of viewership, you know? That's why there's, like, a million angry video game nerd knockoffs from that era, too. But that's beside the point. I just wanted to mention that. Because the the Shovel Knight theme is catchy. Um, The music in this game is perfect. It's amazing. Uh, Strike the Earth, I think that main song is called. Um, It's it's not just, like, emulating old-school chiptune 8-bit music. It's 
uh, elevating it. It's making it's doing its own thing and doing it very, very well. And you can collect all the music in the levels as little secrets mm -hmm. and then go back and get money for them uh, and then listen to them back. And yeah. that's really cool. And it's there's a lot of fun. Um, like we didn't even talk about this. The guy that you bring the music to, uh, I forget his name, the loot player or something. But he's in a little town, and it's a little hub world with all these uh, cute little cartoon 8-bit characters uh, trouncing around. And uh, there's like a frog guy who tells you jokes, which are like bad puns, which again is very like 20-teens gaming scene. Uh, there's like ridiculous uh, deer people that say ridiculous things. There's all sorts of wacky characters in that little hub world. Uh, and then, again, that's like the game showing its personality. You know, don't have to put this in, but if you're going to have to walk around a store and buy upgrades, um, you might as well interact with some goofy characters. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, it's nice. Um, in the Plague Knight DLC, actually, uh, there was one part where, um, in that DLC, you play as Plague Knight, obviously, so he's not, like, welcome in the town. You can't go in it, so you have to go underground to talk to uh, Mina, I think her name is. Or something, um, the kind of underground lady who... The lady that you can do the, the keep up menu game with? Yes, her. Yeah. She's like Plague Knight's buddy in the DLC. And um, playing through that, because I had already played through Shovel Knight once before this recording, right? So I knew like what the story was and where it went. Um, but there's a part in Plague Knight where you go to the level, and once you beat the level, you come back to collect your materials or like advance the plot or whatever. And that character, Mina or whatever, the potion lady, um, she's just like dancing in the underground area and there's a little music playing and it's like a pretty elaborate animation. Um, and at any point you can just jump down there and she'll stop dancing and she'll get all flustered. Uh, but that's, I, I was, I forgot how much like simple heart the game designers put into this story because mm -hmm. it was actually really sweet to just sit there and, like, enjoy her dancing for a second. It was like, oh, she's just alone and being fun. And when you come in, she gets flustered. It's, it, like, it's it's a really nice little character moment. Yeah, the game is really cool with that those moments. Like, the woman that, like, is in the town, she, like, tells you to, like, beat... Who is it? Was it Plague Knight or, or somebody? Um, and then you beat them and you come back and she does her dance. Yeah, mm -hmm. her little, uh, like can-can or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff like that. And that whole like area, too, is all characters that give you side quests, I think, mm -hmm. right? And it's, they all have some little payoff. And even in the main story, like, the, the story is Shovel Knight uh, used to be a knight with his buddy Shield Knight, but then uh, there was a catastrophic event and Shield Knight uh, supposedly died, so Shovel Knight retired, but then the Order of No Quarter came out, uh, out of hiding or decided to just start wreaking havoc. They like formed because of this yeah. woman called Enchantress. Right. So Shovel Knight's like, well, I have to stop them. I'm a knight. I'm a nobleman. I need to do my duty. And that's the plot of the game. And it's a very simple setup. But throughout the game, there are these now very well-known uh, campfire scenes where occasionally throughout your quest, as you defeat the Order of No Quarter, Shovel Knight will sit down by a campfire and he'll fall asleep, and he'll have a dream. And it's like a little mini-game where you have to collect jewels as they um, You have to fight enemies. Yeah, you fight enemies and you collect jewels. It's actually a lot like the mini-game from uh, the Lion King SNES game with Timon <laughs> and Pumbaa. But the whole crux of it is, in the dream, Shovel Knight sees Shield Knight falling... And the minigame ends when you catch Shield Knight, or you're, you're supposed to catch her, so you have to run over She could her. fall on the ground. She can. And there's no penalty if she falls on the ground, yeah. but I think you get an achievement. It just goes white. Yeah. Um, but it's really, like, it's simple, it's effective, it's gameplay, it's a minigame, and it's, like, sweet. Like, you get it. Like, Shovel Knight... Like, reaches for her. He's got his own animation for reaching for her. It's really, really cute, and it's it's sweet. It's heartfelt. And it's simple. It doesn't need... 50 hours of dialogue to explain their relationship <laughs> and go into their backstory about how they both pledged to be the, the most epic knights that ever epicked. It was just like, oh, they're friends and she's gone Brian, and misses her. Stop shitting on the quiet man. <laughs> I, I would never shit on the quiet man. 
But you know what I mean? Like, there's that heart to the story that's just, like, so simple. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the game, it turns out that the main villain, the Enchantress, is a semi-possessed shield knight. So not only... I know Jordan just made a soy face. Not only do you have to beat the final boss, but you have to save your friend. And it's... I Like, I remember the first time I played this, I genuinely didn't see that coming. Yeah, and what's great about that game, too, is... Uh, or about this game, is that Shield Knight then helps you in the boss fight. Mm-hmm. She She's like, all right, Shield Knight, we gotta stop this giant demon thing. Let's go. Uh, and she you she holds up her shield, she blocks projectiles for you, and you gotta jump on her shield and attack the boss, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really well done, and you are, if you weren't uh, in love with Shield Knight then, you're like, cool, I really like Shield Knight. Yeah, it's, she weighs the game down zero, and then when she comes in, she's a, a positive to, yes. to the boss fight, so it's like, fuck yes, this is perfect. Yeah. And it's not like, uh... It's not like Zelda, like Wind Waker, where, uh, like, Tetra's like, oh, she's a badass. She's so fucking cool. And then she puts on the Zelda costume. She's like, oh, I'm Zelda now. I'm a, uh, I, I, I'm an innocent. Yeah. And at the end, she's like, I got a bow and arrow again. Now I'm fighting. I'll do one attack. I'll do the like, super. Wait a minute. Hang on. I thought you were fighting, like, the entire first half of the game. Yeah. Well, and I love that about Shovel Knight and Shield Knight, too, because in that scene, it, it, you, you can make it up in your head, like, oh, this must have been what it was like when they were adventuring before the game. Like, yeah. the good old days with them, too, probably were like this. So, uh, it's very sweet. And, uh, you know, that's that's basically the crux of the story of the game. So, I, I really like that they kept the story as simple as um, the, the kind of era of gaming that they were trying to emulate. Uh, and, and not only that, but... The story's also uh, propelled by the bosses that you fight. The Order of No Quarter, which is a bunch of different knights. They have so much personality. Their character designs are great. And the boss fights are really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, you mentioned Shovel Knight takes inspiration from other games. This is clearly an homage to to, uh, Mega Man. Um, And it's it's just really fun to see a character that is sort of an echo of the main character, but a totally different design, and then see how they fight. Like, playing those boss fights took me back to being a kid, and playing games like this, and you just have to fight this character suddenly, and you're like, what are they going to do? And they do their move, and you go, oh shit, they're doing that. I didn't see that coming, or whatever. So I I think the boss fights in this game really shine. The boss fights are my favorite part of the game. And some may argue that they're the only good part of it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> some, um, I'm, some could argue that. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Cuphead, actually. Uh, which, uh, I thought that this game was a better boss fight, like, rush game. Kind of like how Cuphead has, like, the, the boss levels, and then it has platforming levels. And I thought the platforming levels in this were fine, but the thing about like the platforming levels is they can be frustrating. You can die. Yeah. They have insta deaths. Uh, there are some boss fights like uh, like Polar Knight and like uh, I think King Knight has uh, platforms, right? Or that you can fall out, uh, fall into. On his boss fight, I think so. I don't think so. Because King Knight's the first proper boss. I thought he did. Maybe I'm thinking wrong. Well, Polar Knight definitely does because uh, you can have the. Uh, you can have the spikes that he digs up. Yeah. Um, and those will insta-kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, otherwise, like, the boss fights are not too bad. No. Like, they don't feel that difficult. They're, like, telegraphed really well. The animations are really fluid. Um, uh, and I felt like the... Uh, sometimes the platforming levels... Until I got to the end where I really started, like, use my arsenal more, I was like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, like, yeah. over and over and over again, just dying, um, through probably more a fault of my own, um, but again, that's not the kind of game that I'm, like, a big fan of, well, so. Shovel Knight feels like the kind of game where every time I died in a boss fight, I felt like 
I mean, maybe you feel differently, but I felt like it was my fault. Yeah. Like I wasn't paying attention enough because it's, it's deceptively simple, you know, where you're like jumping around like, okay, that's good. That's good. Okay. I'm getting the health down. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Wait, I need to. Yeah. That was me during like Plague Night. Plague Night, I felt like was the hardest one for me. I would probably agree Um, with that. And, uh, like Polar Night was surprisingly easy. I thought he was Mm going to be way harder, um, for me and. Treasure Knight was really easy. The yeah, like a, a lot of the bosses, I was like, "Oh, this is fairly simple." And then I yeah. remember even at the very end, they make you do like a boss rush against all of the bosses in a row, and they just give you some chicken like in between, yeah, um, to get your health back. Uh, and I thought I was gonna struggle with that. I beat on my second try. <laughs> I I died right away. I I fought uh, Propeller Knight the first time. And I died, like, right away at Propeller, and I was just like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to be here for a while. Here and we then go. I, and then I was like, all right, let me see how uh, I do. And then the, the second, like, my second try, I think I had, like, Polar Knight, like, right away. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. <laughs> and then I, I beat him, and I was like, okay. And then I, like, I got I got to the end. The last person I fought was Plague Knight. I was like, motherfucker, the hardest one. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is surprisingly easy, because they don't have their, like, platforms around. Yeah, it's a, it's a slightly straight uh more streamlined version of the fight yeah i i love that setup too like that scene because they're so good they're sitting at a table so the fact that there's chicken out and like mm-hmm. oh that makes sense that you would have chicken out they're all eating and like waiting for you and i like that they're all like getting up when the other one loses to be like all right i got it yeah, and they're all like watching they're in the background watching you it's so fun mm-hmm. um i really like the tinker night fight um where uh because the musical cue in that scene is is awesome. When you first start to fight him, his little sprite runs forward, and then he trips and falls before he gets in his big machine. And when he trips, it sinks. It synced up with the music. Oh, really? So it's like, okay. and it uh, sinks perfectly with that. Yeah. Animation. Well, you have to fight him just on his own, running around first, and yes. then he gets in his machine. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also fun. Yeah, every boss had like memorable different phases. Like I, I just. The character in this game is bursting with personality, like the character designs. So yeah. I love the boss fights. I think they're really fun. And they feel triumphant, too. Um, like you said, they're difficult, but they're not too difficult. I think the difficulty for the boss fights is really well balanced, where sometimes with the platforming, it feels like some uh, like bullshittery, like it's kind of tough, um, kind of what you were saying. Uh, but that's interesting that you compare it to Cuphead, because I totally agree with you. It would be better if it was a boss rush game. I didn't think you would agree with me, but... No, okay. I, I like the platforming in this game, but I think it is similar to Cuphead, where it's like the platforming is not as good as the boss fights. The boss fights are just, like, really fun. Like, there, there's yeah. no fat with the boss fights. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you might get stuck in a, in a platforming level, and you might be like, I don't want to play this, like, today. Yeah, you, you just get, you get uh, fed up, you know? Yeah. Whereas a uh, boss fight, it feels like... Hey, here's the... You might get stuck in a boss fight, but they put the checkpoint right there, mm-hmm. right in front of it. So it's like, if you do die, you are just going to start over right where you left off. Yeah. Which is, you know, not even like a Dark Souls game does that. Usually in a Dark Souls game, unless you're on like a final boss or like, a, a, you know, a big major milestone, they're usually like, okay, now go to the boss. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and even a Cuphead, it's like, you know, two minute, three minute long boss fights, but it'll be like, oh, okay, like you have to get to the form still, and you might be stuck on like the form you need to get to, and like here it's just like, just the, there's no like second form except for Tinker Knight, yeah, and you just gotta make it through, and it doesn't feel that bad. No, it's pretty punchy, um, and I I think this game, as much as I think it is like um, fun, layered, deceptively simple gameplay. Uh, I could see a little kid playing these night fights and loving them because every night is different. So you can kind of pick your favorite. They're very well telegraphed, like you said, so a kid can clearly see like when they're getting hit. Like I, th- yeah. I think uh, someone age, you know, eight or nine. Yeah, eight, eight to twelve. This would be a perfect like starter game for them because it's beatable. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. If... And a kid would be so excited to beat this too. Yeah, because it's absolutely. like it's not easy. You know? Yeah, it's hard. It would be triumphant to beat it. And kids love knights. Yeah. You know who the fuck doesn't like a knight with a shovel? And uh, I didn't mention this when we were talking about boss fights, but uh, you can at the beginning of the game. I don't know if you start a new game. 
yeah. or not. Uh, but it tells you, at least, I don't know if you had it updated, but it told me, it was like, hey, you could do the body swap if you want. I don't I'm, I don't know if I missed that or what, but yeah, you mentioned that you can body swap all the characters. You can body swap anyone that's like a main character. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can body swap like Shovel Knight, Shield Knight, Black Knight. Um, you can body swap all of the other knights um, and and their genders. So you can be like, hey, this is uh, like trans Shield Knight. Mm-hmm. This is... Uh, like a uh, cisgendered uh, polar knight, you know. Yeah. Whatever. That's then I I had no idea about that, but that's really yeah. interesting that they put that in. So now anyone can, if you didn't already feel like shovel knight was identifiable enough, you can yeah. change shovel knight to identify with what you identify. You with You can literally just change their pronouns around if you want to. Yeah. You so, know. So. And does shovel knight's sprite change? A little bit. Okay. Everybody's. Sprite changes uh, a little bit. Like, uh, Plague Knight has, like, a tutu kind of, mm-hmm. like, dress thing. Uh, I like I like King Knight because she has, like, a like a longer, like, flowing jet dress. <laughs> but otherwise has, like, the same helmet and everything. <laughs> nice. But it just has, like, a queen, like, like in chess. You know, like, a yeah, queen, queen looks queen like... Crown. Yeah, Instead, um... I like, uh, I like Treasure Knight. Um, because she, uh, looks, like, more, like... Svelte almost. Hmm. Uh, yeah, like they they all uh, have slight differences. Yeah, I'll have them. to check that out. That's yeah. that's a really interesting feature. And um, like we were talking about earlier, how Shovel Knight was maybe easier to uh, finesse or develop graphically because it's going for an eight bit style. It doesn't have to exist in a three D space necessarily. So I bet that was a pretty easy patch to just be like, let's just tweak these eight bit character designs slightly, and we can. Let people play with whatever. It broke uh, the entire game. No. <laughs> they had to rebuild the game from the ground up to get uh, Treasure Knight's uh, spelt armor just right. Uh, but no, that's cool. I don't know of any other game that I've ever, ever played that has the feature to swap the genders of all the main characters. Yeah. I can't think of one. I feel like I have heard of one. Ah, fuck if I know right now. Oh, Alan Wake had that. Oh, I can play it as Alice Wake. Yeah. And I she, wish. I'm Alice. I'm a writer. I'm Alice. I'm her. Uh, but yeah, so Alan <laughs> he goes into the uh, into the lake. Barry becomes uh, uh, Brianna. I don't no, know. Uh, Betty. Betty. <laughs> hey, Al. But Betty still calls Alice Al. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, a couple of. I, I think, like you said, this game's not mind-blowing i think it's just really good at what it does uh even though it's got some annoying spots it's not perfect uh and maybe it's not for everyone it it is interestingly enough playing through it again i did think that the sense of humor was very 2013 (laughs) it's kind of like playing through undertale for the first time some of the jokes some of the humor like um Sands is making all these like puns. I was like, that's so mid 20 teens. That's <laughs> that was puns were huge. And Shovel Knight has a whole character devoted to puns as well. So I, I don't think the humor is like bad, but I think if you think about it through the lens of this was made in 2013, 2014, <laughs> the, the humor becomes uh, of its time apparent. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now today, it's all uh, self-deprecating tween humor, right? Or, or like it's like shit post humor. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I, if they made a sequel to Shovel Knight, I don't know if they'd change up the humor, but I, I think it gives. They it a, did. It's called Shovel Knight Dig. Ryan, uh, we haven't played it. Do you think they'll ever make a proper Shovel Knight? I think two? so. Eventually. Yeah. They're making another game right now. Um, that I can't remember the name of. I probably have that I can probably well, pull up. Great contribution, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> you fucking prick. I'm just kidding. Um, but they're making another game, uh, but it's not Shovel Knight. It's called uh, Mina the Hollower. Hmm. But I don't know when it's going to come out. Is it a thro- an 8 bit retro no throwback? Hmm. Interesting. Talk to the ground more. Sorry. <laughs> Is it a fun? Does it look fun? Is it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. 
Yeah, uh, I I don't know. Other than Shovel Knight, has Yacht Club even released any games? It's been Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight Dig, and Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon or whatever. Yeah. I don't think they've Mina done anything and, besides that, right? Yeah, Mina the Hollower is their next one. Okay. So. Hmm. Well, that's good for them. Um, I think Shovel Knight's on just about every single console that it, it's like every time a new console comes out shovel knight gets re-released yeah which is fine it's kind of a timeless game um so good for them i'll be if they ever make a shovel knight 2 i'll play it i'll be happy to play mina the hollower when when that comes out yeah, I mean, they've the published some stuff they published an azure an azure azure striker gunvolt game and they uh published cyber shadow which i heard really good things about that's the game where it goes uh, 8-bit, and then at one point, like, it goes to 16-bit, I think. Oh, cool. Um, like, you can, uh, you go into, like, another world. I think that's the, like, the plot twist, so I'm sorry I spoiled that. For me. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I always wanted to make a game that started as, like, an old-school, like, um, like, light game. Like, mm-hmm. where you're just literally one white pixel moving around to space. And build the game around that. And as you progress in the game, you go from that to, like, a very old-school, like, white line graphics game. And then you go to, like, an 8-bit game, and then a 16-bit, and a 64-bit. Isn't that... Wasn't there, like, Timmy and the Crayon or whatever that's coming out that's like that? I have no clue, honestly. But I'm sure someone's done it. It's not a particularly out-there idea. But just a game where you're going through every level or scene or progression you go to a different style of uh of graphics from a different era of gaming well that's called timmy and the cool something or we couldn't figure that fucking thing out yeah, whatever who cares we just spent 17 hours checking online about that but yeah sorry we'll get we'll get back to you um that's basically shovel knight though uh solid 2d side scroller that I think is a really good platformer in its own right. Fun, unique, great soundtrack, fun graphics, sense of humor, uh, a surprisingly sweet story. Uh, what, what do you think? Any final thoughts about Shovel Knight? Yeah, it's a, it's a good game. Uh, it's really hard for me to say like any bad things about this game because I, I don't think it's a bad game. It's just not for me. And it's not mm-hmm. one of those things where I'm like, I think you're dumb for liking it. Like Donkey Kong Country. <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you can like what you like. That's Thank fine. you. Thanks. Um, I appreciate the permission. <laughs> no, but I, uh, I I think it is uh, a very, very good game. It is hard to make uh, a game as like perfect as this is. Mm-hmm. Like uh, It's a game that succeeds in everything that it wants to do. Yeah, definitely. Everything. I, I think the only thing, again, that I have to say about it that I don't like is the difficulty. And I think uh, that's just me not being good at it. Well, I mean, it's. I think, um, interestingly, the uh, Plague Knight um, control style lends itself really well to speedruns, which I don't know if you saw in any of that. I did, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's a game that is straightforward enough where you could get really, really good at it and probably do some pretty uh, out-there speedruns if you wanted to. I wonder if there's any exploits. Oh, I'm sure there's a ton of them. There's gotta be, yeah. Dude, um, I watch, like, uh, SGDQ, AGDQ, whatever all the time and like I, didn't i send you the dead space one and they were just like yeah we're just through the wall now yeah, and just, we're already at the we're already at the end of the game glitching through the and floor I'm like, and like meanwhile like the developers are like sitting behind them be like yeah <laughs> Go, nice. nice you found Good that job. thing we didn't yeah. fix cool uh-huh. and now you beat our game in five minutes awesome but that's i think <laughs> that level of devotion to find that kind of stuff i think is usually by people who really really like the yep. game that they're playing. So it's kind of a compliment in a weird mm-hmm. way. Uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, that's Shovel Knight. I had a good time replaying this game. It's it's nostalgic for me now because in 2024, it's 10 years old, which is kind of crazy because I, I still feel like this is a very modern game. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it feels weird. The PS4 games, uh, GTA 5 is, is 10 years old this year and GTA 6 just got announced. It's Yeah, it, it I... Time moves slower and faster the older I get, which is very weird. Yeah. But uh, thank you for listening to the show this month. Uh, Jordan, where can they find you on you can find the me internet? At, sorry, you didn't let me finish. No, you didn't let me talk about the next game we're playing, you fuck. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jordan, what's the next game we're playing? <laughs> uh, we're playing 
Uh, I think did we decide this now? Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, we decided. We're we're playing Psychonauts too. All right, cool. going to fix our fucking broken episode. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I think Psycho. <laughs> you know, now that I know what Psychonauts is about, we'll have a better platform to talk about Psychonauts too. Like, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Is maybe the most excited I've been for a game since Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I'm very excited to play Psychonauts too. I'm wondering when you're gonna play it. Well, you you might be like, oh, I got Christmas money. I'm buying this like right away, and I'm gonna like go through it. And oof. oh, with Psychonauts, yeah, yeah, maybe. I I definitely am gonna take a solid weekend to just devote time. It to is. Psychonauts too. I got all the achievements in that in Psychonauts too, and it was a joy to play. Like I, I was like, oh. I'm sad to put this down now. <laughs> I'm sad oh, I'm no. done with this game. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, man. And so now I'm like, ooh, baby, time to go back. Uh, yeah, well, we are going to go back to the Psychonauts past. Uh, so we'll play Psychonauts 2 next. And um, for now, uh, do you want to plug anything? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that. Uh, <laughs> if you want to email us, you can reach us at infinitepixelspodcast at gmail. Dot com. <laughs> Infinite Pixels, all one word, all lowercase, exactly how it's spelled, at gmail.com. No. I will I will plug. My, I'll plug <laughs> no, you, my... already, you already said no, sorry. Oh, no! So, uh, what do you no. want, what do you uh, want to plug? I'll plug my uh, my Tumblr uh, at uh, ironheart1083.tumblr.com. Nice, very Where cool. can they find you, Ryan? Uh, you can find me at my YouTube channel, Nice Pants, N-I-C-E space P-A-N-T-S, Nice Pants. I don't upload often, but I do upload eventually. I'm the same way. I don't upload often, but I do upload eventually. But we do this podcast every month. Yeah, and okay. you can follow us on, on Twitter uh, and uh, Instagram and uh, TikTok and all those good social media platforms. All the socials. Uh, and Blue Sky, that one's not so good. Oh wait, no, that's Twitter. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, at infinite at podcast underscore pixels on Twitter. On Twitter and all those other good stuff. And you can email us at hello at gmail dot com. Until next month, thank you for listening and have a pleasant day. Tony Soprano was a hmm? a what? (laughs) Was a bologna sandwich when he suddenly I'm playing Shovel Knight with my capos. Look, he's got a shovel. Forget about it. Uh, Was it you that said that was watching it? And you're like, surprising about a ducks? (laughs) Yeah, I said I was watching Sopranos and I said, it's surprisingly duck-centric. Yeah, you go, uh, there's the Tony Soprano. New Jersey mobster plays with the ducks by the pool. <laughs> Is that a real parody song of Loves Gabagool? Lo- uh, <laughs> yeah. I've never heard that. That's awesome. Uh, it's, uh, it's a TikTok. Tony Soprano plays with the ducks by the New Jersey mobster plays with the ducks by the pool. I have it in my recommended. <laughs> That's so. F- Is that from like 20 years ago? No. Two years ago. <laughs> 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 Tony Soprano, New Jersey mobster who cares for the dogs. Oh my god, I have to. I'm looking that up and sending it to listen to the Christine. That's awesome. I'll probably send it to my mom too. Oh, that's great. Anyway. Get the fuck out of here, Midnight Wait. Suns Wiki. I said we're talking about Shovel Knight, not Midnight Suns. <laughs> okay. Uncle, Uncle Junior is not going to like this. <laughs> Uncle Junior is not going to like us talking about Midnight Suns. Uncle Junior. Uncle Junior. <laughs> Uncle Chris- Junior. Christopher, I'm talking about Shovel Knight. You son of a bitch, it's Shovel Knight. <laughs> Don't you ever come in here and talk to me about Plague Knight ever again. Hey, I'm bringing out the, my hey. notes on my phone. Hey, Tone, I like playing as King Knight. Don't you ever fucking say that, Paul.
Uh, you like you like the peer, the original shovel knight. <laughs> this is the real shit. Hmm. King knight is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Spe- Specter knight is fucking shit. <laughs> you have the better accent because you put like the the like T at the end, like the t- you yeah, put the, the front t- of the mouth at the front of the Talks mouth like this. Shovel knight. That's what I said. Hey, don't. <laughs> Tone, I wanted to play some Shovel Knight with Tone, you. Tone, how do you beat... Uh, hey, Tone, how do you beat the Black Knight? That's I can't I mean. beat the Enchantress. <laughs> you can't beat uh, this... Get him out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of my sight. <laughs> no, can't beat boss. The Enchantress. I can't. Please. Fucking insult. My kids. And uh, James Gandolfini is a heavy <laughs> breather, too, so he's always like, that is a fucking insult. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not like I would know. You never play Shovel Knight with me. That's that's his mom. 